Welcome to the God is Able radio broadcast, the ministry of Old Savannah Baptist Church. I'm Pastor Austin Frady, and we thank you for joining us today. Now go with us as we open in prayer and go to God's Word with a message entitled, Going Forward with God. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning thankful, Lord, for the radio ministry. Thank you for allowing us, God, to be able to minister in this capacity. Now, Lord, I pray that you touch every listener today, God, that's listening by way of the radio. Lord, I know there's great needs, God, in hearts today. And, Lord, I pray that you touch, God, those that may be listening that have never been saved. I pray, God, that you touch their heart in a special way and let them open their eyes and see and realize, God, how much you love them, how much you desire, Father, to save them. Lord, I pray for those with burdens, those with needs, God, that are beyond their compassion. God, let them know, God, you're a God that's able to meet those needs. Lord, we thank you this morning, God, for the message. And Lord, we pray, God, that you'd help each one that's listening today by way of the radio. Lord, that's serving you and saved by your grace to go forward and to move on. God, to get closer to you. Lord, we pray and ask these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. When storms of life around me roll, seas just seem to flood o'er my soul. I want to run, but there's no place to go. Keep looking beyond. In the enemy's pit, I am cast in into a mire. Up to my chin, Satan tells me, why don't you give in? Keep looking beyond, keep looking beyond trouble and strife. All of the cares of everyday life, keep looking beyond all of this grief. Suffering and woe Keep looking toward heaven The home of the soul Where we shall live And never grow old Someday I shall walk On the streets of pure gold Keep looking beyond Friends, there are trials Through which you may go Many a burden may trouble your soul But if in your heart you're ready to go Keep looking beyond Soon Jesus is coming for you and for me And we shall cross life's troublesome sea Just keep your bags packed and be ready to leave Keep looking beyond Keep looking beyond Trouble and strife All of the cares of everyday life Keep looking beyond All of this grief Suffering and woe Keep looking toward heaven the home of the soul Where we shall live And never grow old Someday I shall walk On the streets of pure gold Keep looking beyond 
Numbers chapter number 21, verse number 4. The Bible says, And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? Does that sound familiar, those of you that know your Bible this morning? They made this statement many times. For there is no bread, neither is there any water. For our soul loatheth this light bread. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, and we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. Once again, we see Moses standing, interceding on behalf of the people. The Bible says, The Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent, and set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass, and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. And the children of Israel set forward and pitched in Obah. Verse number 10, the Bible says the children of Israel set forward. Uh, my friend, they didn't stay where they was at, amen, but they uh, picked up from where they was, amen, and they moved forward, amen. Uh, there's many times that you read through the book of Numbers, you read through the book of the Exodus, uh, my friend, and you will find the children of Israel that they came to a place uh, and they became, my friend, satisfied where they was at. They came to a place that they would just as soon have stayed where they was. Uh, uh, there's many times in the Word of God, there's many instances there, uh, uh, my friend, that the the Lord had to do something in their life, uh, uh, my friend, to urge them on, to push them on, uh, for them to move forward. Uh, uh, can I say this morning, as we look in Numbers chapter number 21, we find the people, uh, they was very much discouraged by the way. Uh, and the Bible tells us, amen, the people spake against God uh, and against Moses, amen, and they began to murmur and grumble there in the wilderness, uh, my friend. But we find in verse number 6 that the Lord, uh, He sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people. As we look at that this morning, morning, I want you to look, amen, at a typology this morning of a person uh, that is born into this world, amen, a type of a sinner this morning, uh, uh, my friend, and each one of these people that was among the camp of the Israelites, uh, uh, verse number 6, the Bible doesn't say that it bit some of the people, uh, it didn't just bite a few of the people, uh, uh, but the Bible teaches us this morning that it bit the people, uh, uh, my friend, I'm led to believe according to the word of God, uh, uh, my friend, that from Moses uh, uh, to Aaron, uh, my friend, on down through the camp of the Israelites, uh, that every single man, woman, boy and girl uh, had been bitten by these serpents. Uh, uh, you say preacher what is that a type of? That's a type of sin. Uh, uh, the Bible tells Romans 3 and 23 that all is sin and comes short of the glory of God. Uh, uh, the entire chapter of the book of Romans chapter number 3 uh, is a chapter that tells us that there is none righteous, no not one. Uh, it tells us of our depraved condition uh, that we are my friends sinners uh, and my friend the day and I that we live we're living in a time uh, when we don't want to admit who we are and what we are uh, uh, but friend we must admit this morning, uh, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh, we must admit this morning that our righteousness uh, is but filthy rags. Uh, I told you some time ago, uh, I may preach it down there in the revival, but when I look in the mirror, uh, my friend, I see something that looks good, amen. Uh, I see, my friend, all the beauty, amen, that I ha- that I am, uh, amen. When my wife looks at me, brother Iris, she don't see that. Uh, when you look at me, you don't see that. Uh, it's amazing how when we look at ourselves uh, and we look in the mirror, uh, it seems like all of our faults disappear when we look who we really are it's amazing when we look at ourselves that all of our faults seem to disappear and we don't like to admit what we're really seeing but when everybody else sees us it's easy to see the faults and the failures it would do us a good a good, a good, good time for us to be able to look at ourselves clearly and see exactly 
who we are and see what we are. My friend, this morning, all the people from those that were innocent, I'm sure this morning in verse number 5, the Bible says the people spake against God and against Moses. I can imagine that there were some little children. My friend, they had never spoke against Him. My friend, they had never said a word. It was mom and daddy that was speaking against God and against Moses. But still yet, the Bible says the people were bitten, my friend, by these fiery serpents. They were, my friend, falling into the same thing that everybody else did. Can I say this morning, there's not a person sitting in this building. There's not a person under the sound of my voice that has not sinned, that is not sinning, and that will not sin. This morning, sin is a problem that we deal with each and every day in our lives. Whether you're here this morning and you're a lost sinner, you've never been saved by the grace of God, or whether you're saved and you're struggling, my friend, still yet with the problem of sin. Can I say to you this morning, this is a problem that if we look around and we'd all be honest that each and every one of us are dealing with. We're dealing with this problem of sin. I want you to notice that as these folks were bitten by this fiery serpent, my friend, there was something significant that began to happen to the people. Can I say that sin does not go without a cause. It does not go without changing you. It does not go without hurting you. And it does not go without hurting those that are around you. The Bible says that the people of much people of Israel died. They literally were falling out dead. The poison from that serpent that bit them, what was running through their veins, my friend, was causing a change in their body. My friend, healthy people were falling over. My friend, they were taking them to the graveyard. There was mamas and daddies taking their youngins to the graveyard. Because of this, this problem that they had. My friend, there was children that was taking mamas and daddies that were not yet to the age that they should leave this walk of life. They were dying in undue time. My friend, because of this problem that they were facing. Can I say we're living in a day, we're living in an hour, we're living in a time. Can I say the folks of this church this morning are affected by the problem of sin. And I could preach a message naming all those sins, but I'm going to leave that the work of the Holy Ghost this morning. You know very well and rightly. I believe that the majority of the people living and sitting in this building this morning, you've been around this Bible enough. You've been around preaching the Word of God enough. You've been around, my friend, living right here in the Great Smoky Mountains of North Carolina. You know what's right and you know what's wrong. My friend, the Holy Ghost of God is making you very well aware of that right now as I speak. But my friend, I want you to understand that not only is your sin aware, but your sin is causing a change on the inside of you. It's making you into somebody that you are not that you was not born it's making you into a child that your mom and daddy did not raise it's making you into the parent that you did not want to be it's making you into the husband or the wife that when you got married and you said your vows of the marriage altar that you never intended to be it's making you into the church member that you vowed that you would never become it's making you into something my friend that you said you'd never be it's making a change on the inside of you and that change honey is death creeping in that change honey is death right on your trail can I say that sin always kills sin never brings forth life sin always kills and brings forth death you'll never read in your bible where sin ever brings life it does not happen sin always brings forth death my friend in the bible says that 
people of, of Israel. Uh, uh, my friend, they died. Uh, can I tell you this morning, uh, uh, there's many that have become a statistic, uh, a statistic of sin, uh, a statistic of what, what it does uh, when you disobey the Lord. Uh, uh, this Bible is full of illustrations. Uh, it is full of men, men and women uh, that have disobeyed the Word of the Lord uh, and they found themselves in an early grave, opened their eyes in the depths of a devil's hell. Uh, they found themselves in misery and in torment. Uh, Luke chapter number 16, you find a rich man uh, that lifted his eyes in hell, the Bible says, uh, being in torment. Uh, he found out that he didn't do anything about this problem that he had of sin. Uh, and he opened his eyes in the depths of a devil's hell. Uh, a place that he was not welcome. Uh, a place that was not prepared for him. Uh, a place, my friend, of no escape. Uh, a place, my friend, uh, where he could not even gain one drop of water to cool his tongue. Uh, honey, you might as well this morning uh, I look at these creeks if you've decided you're not going to get saved. Uh, you might as well look at this bottle of water right now uh, and take it in. Uh, and if you've determined you're not going to get saved, I'm going to tell you you're welcome to this bottle of water. Uh, uh, my friend, because if you're to close your eyes in death, it'll be the last one that you ever drink. Uh, it'll be the last drip that you ever get. Uh, it'll be, Look at the lights this morning. It'll be the last light that you ever see. Uh, hey man, I, listen to me. This problem of sin uh, is of the utmost importance that we realize uh, that it does not go without a cause. Uh, you can't dabble around with it in the devil's playhouse uh, and expect to come out unscathed. Uh, you can't dabble around with the things of this world. Uh, uh, my friend, the serpents of sin uh, and expect to not get bitten. Uh, friend, I want to say this morning, uh, there's too many of us uh, uh, that are trying to dilly-dally around in the world, uh, dilly-dally around in sin, uh, trying to be something that God never intended for us to be. Uh, and we think that we're stronger we're bigger and we're better and we're better and that we're going to come out and we're not going to be like the rest of them. Honey, I want to say to you this morning the old statement how that preachers have preached for years that sin will cost you more than you're able to pay. It'll take you further then you're able to go. Honey, I want you to know this morning that you and yourself were not designed to handle the weight that sin carries. The human body was not designed to carry the poison of this serpent. My friend, neither were you designed to carry the weight of sin. My friend, you're aging and you see the effects, my friend, of age coming upon you. Can I say this morning, if you look around and you consider, you can see with your very own eyes the effect of sin. Right before for you. Uh, these Israelites, they beheld and they seen uh, the effect of sin right before their very eyes uh, as they carried their loved ones to the graveyard. Uh, uh, they seen the effect of sin. Uh, and the Bible says, therefore the people came to Moses and said, uh, we have sinned and we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Uh, pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. Uh, and Moses prayed the people. I want to say to you this morning that God made a way. I want to say to you this morning, yes, there's a problem. I venture to say there's many in this building. I venture to say there's saved people in this building. You've got a problem with sin. There's people in this building this morning that's lost and undone. You've never been to Calvary. You've never got your sins placed under the blood of Jesus Christ. And you've got a problem right now in the depths of your soul. May not be anybody else in this building knows about it. There may not be anybody else in this world knows about it. About it. But I want you to know that there is a God in heaven and His eyes are beholding right now and He looks farther than the face that you have. He looks down into the depths of your soul. My friend, He knows who you are and what you are. He knows the wickedness of your heart. And the Bible tells in the book of Jeremiah that the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. My friend, He knows, my friend, what you're doing, when you've been doing it, how you've been doing it.
done. He knows everything about you. You will not hide from God. You may hide from a lot of people and you may hide a lot of things but you will never hide from a holy God. And I want to say to you that even though there's the problem of sin that God made a way. The Bible tells us there that the Lord said unto Moses make thee a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole. I'm glad this morning that Jesus made a way for me in the depths of my problem, in the depths of my struggle. At my lowest point I'm glad that there was a way that's been made. The Bible tells in John chapter number 3 verse number 14 and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. I want to say this morning that God made a way that even though humanity is depraved in sin, even though we see the effect of it around us, we see the effect my friend of sin upon every hand we see the drug addicts going up and down the road. We know the houses that are selling it. How my friend see the broken homes and the families how the children left out in the cold how we see my friend the effect of it all around us in our county my friend on the outskirts on the inskirts we see it everywhere that we look and we realize this morning that there is a problem and if we look deep in our life we realize that there is a problem even in our own self but I want to say to you a remedy that God made a way that Jesus was lifted up as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. I want you to get a picture this morning of Moses. He took a serpent. Now no doubt the Bible says he lifted it up on a pole. Can you imagine trying to put a serpent on a pole? Honey, I believe that he lifted up a pole vertically. My friend, he had to put one out horizontally in the shape of a cross that he might drape that serpent across it and that when the people looked, they beheld that brass serpent. Serpent. Our friend, I want to say that the children of Israel in the wilderness, they were looking to a cross. My friend, I want to say this morning that you need to look past yourself and look to a cross of Calvary. There's many people this morning, and I was one of them, that many we spent the majority of our life looking for the right thing in all the wrong places. I spent a lot of time looking for God in the wrong thing. And my friend, I had a fellow tell me some time ago, he said, I can I can feel God out there on my tractor just as well as I can out on the church house. I want to say this morning, you can feel God out on the tractor. But the Bible says not to forsake the assembly of yourselves together as a manner of such is. And so much more as you see the day approaching. Our friend, I want to say if you're going to feel God on the tractor, you better be able to feel Him in the church house. Amen. And if you feel Him in the church house, then you can feel Him on the tractor. But it don't work the other way around. Amen. This morning, as Moses lifted up that serpent in the wilderness, my friend, they looked to that cross. They looked to that serpent. They looked to God's plan. That was God's way. That wasn't something that man had made up. It wasn't a mere religion. It wasn't the work of Moses' hands. It was the divine ordained plan of God. Can I say that we must look? I passed just looking for the right thing, but we've got to look to the right place. And there is this morning but one way. I know that ain't popular preaching, but there is but one way this morning, and that is through and by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I didn't say the right way is through Old and Baptist Church. It's not by being a Baptist. It's not by being a good church member. It's not by doing good works. It's not this morning by knocking on doors. It's not by making telephone calls. It's not by taking a pie to your needy neighbor. It's not by putting money in the offering 
tonight. Can I say this morning that if you're looking for the right thing, you've got to look to the Lord Jesus Christ. How the Bible says that we are saved by grace and not of our works. It's not a righteousness which we have done, but we are saved by His mercy. It's only by the work of God. Friend, that can be that will be sufficient. Our friend, for God to account salvation to your part. Friend, it's not of the righteousness of yourself. As I said a minute ago, Isaiah testified how that your righteousness as is filthy rags. And the only way you can ever change those filthy rags into rags of royalty, friend, is to trade them out with the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, He was lifted up as a serpent in the wilderness. He hung some 2,000 years ago upon an old rugged cross. He suffered, bled, and died just for you. I want you to get a picture with me just a minute. My friend, you see the effect of sin. I want you to see the way that Jesus made. They beat a crown of thorns down around His head. His head swelled out into those thorns. My friend, they had riven His back, taken a cat of nine tails, and literally, my friend, tore the flesh off of His back. They took Him, my friend, up Galgotha's hill. I drove those nails and those spikes in His hands and into His feet. My friend, they took that old cross and they shoved it down in the hole. And my friend, that old rough-hewn cross, as He began to try to get a breath, He'd have to pick Himself up on that bottom nail. And my friend, rubbing His back against that old rough-hewn wood. And my friend, and He had to exert every bit of energy in His body. With pain, racking His body. Every, every nerve ending standing on end. My friend, His muscles burning out of His body. My friend, He became to the point that He shook violently. My friend, every bone came out of place. My friend, and still yet He looked down off the cross and He saw you and me. He saw those Roman soldiers. He saw those chief priests and scribes. And I believe He looked a little bit further down through time. And He seen Austin 37 years ago. He seen you and He seen me. He seen the murder of the child molester, the homosexual. He seen my friend, the rapist and the murderer. He seen my friend, the drug addict and the drug dealer. He seen the beard joint. He seen the pot smokers. And He looked down through time. And He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And He took my hell. And He took your hell. He took the suffering and the torment that I deserved. And He bore it in His own body. The Bible says upon a tree. You see in the book of Genesis it was by a tree that mankind failed. Oh, my friend God took a tree on a hill called Calvary and God brought mankind back. God brought back what was lost in Eden. My friend, on Calvary's hill through the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, if you're going to be saved by the grace of God, you don't have, you've got to do more than look for the right thing. You've got to look in the right place. Jesus said there's no other way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's plain talk and plain talk's easy understood. Amen. The Word of God has stood true down through the ages of time. The atheists and the agnostic that don't even believe the Bible's a Bible, Brother Ira, they still look back in the Word to find history, to put things together. They couldn't get the calendar to match up one time. So they went back to the book of Joshua when God time still, my friend, for a space of time, and it all worked out, and they don't believe the Bible's true, my friend, why? Because it convicts their heart, because it tells them there's but one way, you say preacher, I'm right now wallowing in the depths of my sin what must I do? Look to Jesus, look to the cross of Calvary look to Him and move forward this is a people, these Israelites I want you to understand, this is a people they've been delivered out of Egypt. 
And every time God done something great in their life, they wallowed in it. Amen. They took the goodness of God and they wallowed in it. They got over there just barely out of Egypt, came to the banks of the Red Sea. Hey man, they, they seen the Red Sea out in front of them. They seen the mountains on either side. Hey man, they looked back, seen Pharaoh's army closing in. They didn't, they didn't mention about the big fog that God had set down to protect them. Hey my friend, they didn't look, look on forward to see that God was going to deliver them through the Red Sea. He was going to destroy the armies of Pharaoh. Hey my friend, they began to murmur and grumble at that time. They wallowed in their sorrow. They even done it in Egypt. How they wallowed in their sorrow. You see why they was in Egypt. They was a people that was working and slaving and doing all they could do. They was working their hands to the bone. They was working every hour they could work doing all they could do for somebody else. They had another master. My friend, I venture to say there's somebody in this building. You're in that condition this morning. You're working yourself to death. You're working your hands to the bone trying to fulfill the desires of your flesh and the lusts of your flesh. You're doing all you can do. And in reality, they some Somebody else reaping the rewards of what you're doing. You may not even realize it right now. My friend, there's somebody else reaping the rewards of what you're doing. I want to say this morning that God has made a way that you can be delivered. God made a way that you can get out of your struggle and your hurt and your heartache. God made a way that you can be delivered from that place that you're in right now. I'm just tossing and turning, going in circles. You may be at the banks of the Red Sea right now. You may be mumbling and grumbling about what God's just done in your life. And you may be mumbling and grumbling that God ain't going to see you on through. I want to remind you that a big enough God to save you, a big enough God to save your family, is a big enough God to see you through the greatest trial of your life. I want to remind you this morning that we serve a God that nothing is impossible with Him. There's nothing too hard for my God. I don't know about yours. I don't know much about Allah. I don't know much about Buddha. I don't know much about Muhammad. All I know is ain't Jesus, brother. And all I know, my friend, is they ain't my God. But I know a thing or two about my God. I know that He is big enough. I know that He is able. I know that He comes through in the impossible times of my life. There's been times that i faced the Red Sea out in front of me. The enemy on the backside. The mountains on either side. There was no way to go except to go on forward. I'm glad, honey, that the God that I serve is able to send a strong east wind and blow the Red Sea up on a heap. I'm glad the God that I serve is able to take ground that ain't been dry in years. Honey, and dried out just for you and me to walk on. I'm glad God is a God big enough this morning, Brother Larry, because He made a way, because of Calvary. I'm glad that God's a big enough God to see you on through. Friend, you're here this morning. You can't do anything about yesterday. Yesterday's gone. It's written in history. cannot be unwritten. But you can do something about right now. You can do something about this morning. You can do something about your life from this moment forward. Would you trust Jesus? Look to Him. And would you go forward? I had nothing but doubts and confusion. Oh, but now I have
that saved me and gave me life eternal. And now I have everything. I was making big plans for my future. I was living Salvation from Jesus, and now I have everything, everything I need to make me happy. I have Jesus to show me the way. saved me and gave me life eternal and now I have everything I had nothing but heartache and trouble I was seeking doubts and confusion oh but now I have everything everything I need to make me happy I have Jesus to show making big plans for my future. I was living my lifetime in vain. Then I prayed for salvation from Jesus. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening. And if you would like to hear this message in its entirety or join us in one of our services, find us on Facebook or visit us at our website at oldsavannah.org. And we would like to give you a personal invitation to come and be in one of our services on Sunday morning at 10 and 11 a.m., 6 p.m. on Sunday evening, and 7 p.m. on Wednesday night as we travel verse by verse through the book of John. We're located at 138 Sutton Branch Road in Silva, North Carolina.